The following is not to be taken seriously. Patrick and Ryan are not experts. They are semi-professional amateur hobbyists, and their views and opinions reflect as such. Hello, I'm one of the hosts. I'm Patrick. And I'm the other host. I'm Ryan. And today is my episode. Um, my shiny thing is Metal Slug. Oh. And what is a shiny thing? For those uh, for those new to the show, a shiny thing is something that you're super excited about, you're passionate about, something that you get super into and you want to gush over. And Metal mm-hmm. Slug is one of those things for me. Um, I, you know, Off air, I was just telling, uh, telling you, Ryan, how I'm in the midst of my yearly addiction uh, to this video game series. This shiny thing has been a, it's been a long-running thing for you. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and like we'll just go right into right into the story. I mean, basically, I first got into it. Basically, it's a game from the '90s. Well, it started off in the '90s, and it's an ongoing series. Mm-hmm. I think 1996 was the yeah, 1996 was the first uh, Metal Slug. That's when it came out. And then um, Neo Geo, right? Uh, yes, Neo Geo, and then the and then arcade cabinets. So they're SNK, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SNK, <laughs> SNK is the publisher. That's a whole different story. It's, Long story short, basically, like apparently SNK started off with uh, with a team who worked on R Type, like those games. So like they have a long history of the video- shops. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they formed SNK back in the day, and oh. and they created a whole bunch of different games besides Metal Slug. The precursor uh, was uh, called Ikari Warriors, and so it looks it looks very looks and plays very similar to Metal Slug, but it's not as polished. And so then that's they- saying something because Metal Slug is. Very polished. Yes, uh, that's why I am so addicted to this game. Part of it, at least. And so then they actually. So then they they've so after like three they they like lost uh, a lot of their lead designers and stuff. And so they formed a different company called Playmore. But then basically they just outright bought the rights to Metal Slug. And then they renamed themselves SNK Playmore, and so now they're just back to SNK. And like, there's a, I, I, I have a, I, it feels I, a little bit like corporate shenanigans. Yeah, I just, I just bought a book. This is how obsessed I am. I just bought a, like history of Metal Slug book, <laughs> which has a I, lot of. That's the one sitting right over there. Yeah, right? it's like this thick. Yeah, it's very, very yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's a big. Read. Yeah, for yeah, it's for the listener since you can't see what you did. He did. He put his fingers up like about an inch, inch and a half, inch and a half. It's about an inch and a half. But it's a long. It's like four hundred seventy something pages. The only reason why I know that off the top of my head is I read the digital version on the way to the plane before it came uh, on vacation. On the way uh, before it came here, they gave me a digital copy too, which was really cool of them. Uh, Bitmap Bitmap Books—they have a lot of cool like video game based like history books. Check them out. Uh, they're not a sponsor; I just like them. <laughs> Maybe they'll sponsor. Who knows? But uh, so yeah, I, after reading that, there's a uh, you know they went into like the corporate history of SNK, which is actually pretty kind of fascinating to be honest, because like you know early. Early video games, you know, companies are like a wild west. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, anyways, the game, the games themselves. The first one came out ninety six, like I said. Um, Since then, there has been seven entries, nine including. There's Metal Slug X, which is a remake of two, and then there's uh, Metal Slug XX, which was not really remake. But uh, like a redo, yeah, it's a weird situation because like Metal Slug Seven came out on DS only, and then they released Metal Slug XX on the PSP, which so it's just the same game, but like 
I don't know if but there's not. Yeah, I don't know if there's really any difference besides it being on a different platform. Who knows? But yeah, I would think that you would know given I, your yearly playthrough. I never played it on Sun because I don't own a DS. I'm never on a DS, so we're well, gonna have to fix that. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what I'll do this year to keep it fresh. I don't know. But uh, so my experience, though, uh, I I, I want to say my earliest memory probably is. At Pinball Pete's, they had probably had Willem Mel. So I was aware of the game when I was a kid. I And, like, I kind of lost track of it. And I just always in my mind, because to what we just touched on, it's a beautiful-looking game. Yeah. Like, the, the sprites are all everything hand-drawn. Very fluid. So fluid. The style is just amazingly cartoony, but, like, just to the point of ridiculousness. But... Not quite. I I think I mean, the, it's over the, the t- menus are more cartoony than the actual game. Yes, yes. And, like, all the artwork is a lot more cartoony. Um, but it wasn't until high school where – because I, <laughs> I went on a cruise in high school, and I was a lot less outgoing than I am now. And as as a teen, I was a very awkward teen. I, you know, still played video games with my friends. But, like, I, the, the cruise, like, it was a worst-case scenario for me. Like, I – we just went with my family. My you're, parents. You only have your family. You're away from your friends. Yeah. There's no one else here. You're stuck on a boat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my like, my brother and I were fine it's with like each it's other. A ship. It's yeah. Very big. Yeah. We were, and you know, I was a teen, so I couldn't drink. Which you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to have drink to have fun, but it would have helped. <laughs> um, but they had an arcade on board. And so they had Metal Slug 4 in the arcade. And so I recognized that style. I'm like, oh, this is the game that, like, it clicked. I'm like, this is the game that I've been thinking about all these years. Like, I couldn't, like, I just didn't know how to look it up back then either. Like, because this is, like, right as the internet was, like, becoming what it is, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I couldn't just, like, Google, hey, what is this game that looks weird? No, you had Ice Chiefs. Yeah. (laughs) So... And Metal Slug 4 is an interesting, like, I'll touch on more later. But Metal Slug 4 is interesting because, like, it... It was like kind of the first game. The first like three were they're hard, obviously, but they weren't designed to be coin coin suckers. Like they're they're designed for the gameplay. You can get good. Like I got to a point where I can play Metal Slug Two essentially on one quarter, so they're beatable. But Metal Slug Four it was actively designed to be a coin sucker, and it's so and so re- it got on board with the rest of the arcade games. Yeah, and so <laughs> I played Metal Slug Four. And I ended up beating the whole thing, but I was, you know, obviously because it's so hard and it was designed to be. And plus, I just didn't think of the fact I ended up racking up like an eighty dollar bill at the arcade. Just Metal Slug Four. Wow. (laughs) Quick aside for me, I I also was on a cruise once and just did arcade games, but on the free arcade night that the teen group had, Mm -hmm. and where they just unlocked all the games. Oh, that's awesome! I beat Time Crisis Two. Oh, my God. It took, like, two hours, and by the time I was done, I was, like, holding my <laughs> arm up because, like, I, you're holding this light gun, which is not that heavy. Yeah. But after two hours of holding it up and shooting the bad oh, guys, yeah. like, it, it, it gets to you. <laughs> anyway, back in. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, no worries. Uh, that's fu- really funny. And so so I've, that's my earliest memory, like, hard, like, hard-coded. And since then, I've fell in love with the franchise, obviously. And it started off with... Um, Getting an emulator and then, you know, getting ROMs, not, you know, totally owned the games, uh, Mr. Yeah, FBI. no, you <laughs> definitely have the, the, the physical copy so you can have the ROM. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, but then they they released the anthology. Yeah, um, I had that. Yeah, uh, they released the anthology. I think for both. I know I had it on PSP. I know I think they did it on DS as well. I had the anthology on the Wii. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah yeah multiple platforms. So they released. I got it on PSP just because, uh, well, you know, it's what you had. And it was portable. Yeah, exactly. I liked it. You know, great for road trips, all that good stuff. And so that's when, like, I really got hardcore about it because, and that was the first time they introduced Metal Slug 6. Like, mm-hmm. they released it as part of the anthology. And I don't, uh, yes, they did release it separately after that, but that was first, the first time it yeah. appeared. And so I played through those. And so, the, like I said, that's my, like, yearly, dick. like, every, I just have an itch. You, you get the craving. And I, I have an and itch. And then for, like, two months straight, all I play is Metal Slug. It's, it's really bad. <laughs> so I'm in the midst of that now, right now. Um. Yeah. So there's yeah. So there, like I said, there's there's seven of them. Um. Like I said, nine including the remix. Uh, Metal Slug X is interesting because two is a great game. Um. It just had some technical limitations. So there there there's like a couple slowdowns. Not even like hardware related. It's just more of like a technical slowdown. Hmm. And so Metal Slug X fixed that. Um. And they switched some uh, background. So like a couple a couple missions are like nighttime instead of daytime. So on and so forth like some minor changes um and it, like one thing i love about the series is it's evolved over the years too it, like the core gameplay like remains the same you know it's a run and gun shooter side scroller um however six onward they introduced um two new characters with three including a dlc character um but the three two to three depending if you got the dlc those are from another series uh that SNK does called King of Fighters. Oh, yeah. no kidding! Yeah, Ralph, uh, Ralph Clark, and I shouldn't have this guy memorized, but I don't. Let me Wikipedia it real quick. Metal Slug Six. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. You can find it. Okay, so Ralph. Oh, sorry, Ralph Jones and Clark Still. That's uh, who are actually. The aforementioned Ikari Warriors games. They're actually from Ikari Warriors first. And then they were put in King of Fighters. Yes. And then they're put into Metal Slug. Yeah. That's a weird uh, yeah. like, circle. Like I've it's kind of like Final Fight and Street Fighter. Yeah. And how like, you know, they they ended up in Street Fighter yeah. after a while. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the DLC character is also she was also in Ikari Warriors. She was like a, a minor character, and then she was in King of Fighters as well. Um, so the three King of Fight, yeah, the three Ikari Warriors. So I guess it begs the question of when does Fio show up in King of Fighters? Uh, Fio supremacy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. So the main characters are Marco, Marco Rossi, Tarma Roving, Fio, and Eerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eerie. Uh, those are the main Sounds four. Right to me. Uh, those are the main four, and then uh, Metal Slug Four introduced two characters instead of Tarma and Theo, or no, Tarma. Oh, God, I should I should have all this memorized, but that's hard. <laughs> you have to have that entire book memorized. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, okay, so Tarma and Eerie are. Gone, Marco and Fio go, and they meet up with two newcomers, Nadia, Cassie, and Trevor Spacey. And they're, you know, it's whatever. I don't know. They never really give a reason in the book why this happened. It just happened. Gotta change it up. Yeah. Um, there is like a, there is an overarching story and like continuity to the games. And apparently, like this, uh, uh, Metal Psych 4 happens after 3 and 6. 
So, like, what I know on the story is that, like, because I, I have the anthology as well, mm-hmm. I'm not quite as in tune with it as you are. But, like, to me, like, the story is kind of, like, almost like the Dark Souls kind of story, like, telling. Like, it's there if you look for it. Otherwise, you're just running and gunning and shooting a lot of people. They don't really tell it to yes. you. They don't hold your hand. you got to figure out what's going on yourself. That That's exactly it. And they do a lot of, like, stuff in the background that if you pay, you know, if you stop to pay attention and then you die because you, you're paying you attention. Because <laughs> you stopped. Uh, they do, like, have some things going on in the background that, like, don't really make sense, but then when they, then you like kind of learn about it. I was like, oh. oh, so you kind of learn like after the fact of like what everything means. Um, but like the the overarching story is there's uh, General Morden. He used to be the in the regular army, which Marco and uh, Tarma are uh, in the regular army, and then Fio and Eri are like intelligence operatives working with them. And yeah, it's whatever. And they. Uh, uh, General Morden used to be in the regular army, but then like uh, his family died because of an attack that he warned them about, and then they like brushed him off, and so then he started the uh, uh, the resistance, and so the resistance is like basically the main enemy throughout the series, and then he teams up with <laughs> he teams up with aliens. I remember that one. Uh, in three, oh well, I mean in two. Uh, which leads to uh, and th- another game. T- the uh, the thing about this series I really like is it's, it's filled to the brim with like pop culture references too. Like I'm so uh, like the ending of of the second game ends with an Independence Day reference because like you're fighting this big UFO that charges up this big gun, and then at the end like when you when you finally defeat it, it draws out its main gun, charges up, and you see the. Uh, uh, a soldier or a pilot in a plane go fly off into the <laughs> into the gun and blow blow up everything. It's like, oh my god, that's so funny. He's back, um, and just just stuff like that. And so yeah, he teams up with the aliens. He teams up with, um, uh, and then the aliens betray him. So that's why you end up like working with the enemy, like it, almost in like every game. Uh, in the fifth one, he team like. There's their time travelers, like his army from the future travels back in time to help in the past. Uh, you know, depending on what you view on time travel, I guess uh, you can decide if that works or not. Um, so then you fight like futuristic soldiers uh, and stuff like that. Um, the Martians are like War of the Worlds style drawn. They're really, and then like they have their month, like the big. Alien looks like a giant Metroid, basically. <laughs> I remember the aliens looking like like slug brains with tentacles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess War of the Worlds... I, was, I wasn't... No, I wasn't thinking... Yeah, War of the Worlds is wrong. I, I forgot what I'm thinking of. But yeah, they they look like tentacles with stereotypical, like, gross looking. Like they're like alien octopi. Yeah, basically. Kind of like that. And they have, like, ray guns and, yeah. you know, it's fun. And they splat when you cut them. Yeah. Uh, and then... The like, yeah. So the, the funny thing about this game is like, so the, all the vehicles are slug. They're curled slugs for some reason. So metal slug is the main tank. Um, that's like one of the main, main plot points. Is like uh, the the rebels stole all the all the metal slugs. So you're recovering them throughout the course of the series. Um, but then there's other slugs like um, which includes animals. So there's I elephant riding a camel. Yeah, there's camel slug. There's elephant slug. Uh, there's ostrich slug. <laughs> Why not? 
Sure. Uh, there's just I forgot what they named the car slug, but it's there's just a car with a gun on it. And they called it a car slug in the fifth one, and there's like the, a, this extended sequence where you're like driving on a highway. It's really funny. Yeah, uh, I gotta dig this back out, like <laughs> dig my collection back out and start playing it again. Yeah. Um, another thing that was super innovative at the time was uh, in the third one is when they started introducing like multiple pathways, and so. Almost in like every, I don't know if it's every level, but most levels there's multiple Just ways to go. Branches, yeah. So like you could go up and down. There's like hatches you can go in, uh, so on and so forth. Um, and that makes it pretty dynamic. I like I really like that aspect about boosts it. boosts the repl- replayability. Yeah, because like oh, what well, if I go this way instead of this way? What enemies will I counter? Uh, Has changed the story. Yeah, um, there's different. Uh, you know, and then one of the big things is obviously the announcer. Um, I, we were having a little technical difficulties. I couldn't, for some reason, get the soundboard working. So I will insert in post so you'll hear it. But, you know, there's the announcer that goes like, every time you get an upgrade, like heavy machine gun or shotgun. With the rocket launcher. Rocket launcher. That's a popular meme. Well, popular in quotes because it's only like. In the community. And yeah. If you know, you know. It's one of those things. But, uh. And then another fun, you know, fun thing that they added in for some reason was, which not for some reason, but like, uh, you get turned into different things to, you know, over the course of the series. If you a certain enemy type, like if you get killed by a zombie, you become a zombie until you get the antidote. Um, there, I think in the second one is when they introduced mummies, and so if you get killed by a mummy, you turn into a mummy unless you get the potion to turn back. Uh, is this? Which reminds me of kind of like the power-ups from like the Wario games where like you can like get stung by being blowed up or mm-hmm. you can like light yourself on fire or flatten yourself or something. Like It feels kind of like that. Like did it come out around that time? Do you think they were influenced by that sort of stuff? Yeah. I don't know. They didn't really go into it in the book. So I mean, I mean probably can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would assume so. Like I said, you know. Here's where we ripped uh, Nintendo completely. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, you know, like I said, they they take a lot from pop culture and history. So it, very well, they could look at like, hey, let's try something like this. Um, I mean, I could. You said it was a second game, and the first one's ninety six. Second one's ninety seven, ninety eight. Yes, I believe. I, I believe feel like, like that's after the Wario games, but I don't know enough about them to yeah to know. Uh, and then uh, and one of them, there's uh, you fight start to fight scientists, and if you get hit by a scientist, you get hit with an experimental dart, and it turns into an ape. <laughs> 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 and you know, and that actually mechanically, uh, you mechanically does change the game because like there's like wire that you can jump up, and then so you, can cr- you grab you can it, cry, you grab it with the ape's feet, it, yeah. or you you grab it, and then the, you, with your bottom feet hands, you have the gun, <laughs> so you're shooting downward. <laughs> Fools, <laughs> you only made me strong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the zombie, the zombie, like your grenade uh, becomes a a giant like vomit thing, like mm-hmm. you just vomit a spray and like you yeah, kill everything. As I recall, it, yeah. it covers a lot of the screen. Yeah. In a straight line. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it, it's like an arc, like it, you kind of on oh, and off and it okay. covers like a bit, you know, the entirety of the screen, but yeah, it's like an arc. Um, and you're invincible to regular, um, uh, like rebel attacks, but you can still get killed by other zombies, but, and then you can't ride any, uh, vehicles. If no slugs for you. Yeah. Uh, I believe that's, Oh, and then, like, the other thing is, like, uh, throughout, I think they introduced it in 
three and then onwards is if uh if you you know because you get points for picking up you know anything pick and then there's pickups solely for points and so part of it what a lot of the pickups are food based and so if you have too many of them you, you get, get fat you, I get, you that. become the fat <laughs> the fat version of the character and that has some game mechanics is like all your attacks are bigger including like grenades and like any other uh any other attack like, like missiles the bullets got bigger with yeah. You. yeah yeah uh you're just a little slower and can't jump as <laughs> you can't jump as high um but yeah, that's uh, pretty much a sum of uh, sum up of the games. Uh, I'm trying. I mean, the soundtracks are amazing. I know that you have it collected. Yeah, I have two two vinyl. They released vinyls for the uh, for the first one and the third uh, OSTs, and I so I have both. And I'll talk about that more. You know, I'll get into that. I expect on a future episode uh, talking when I go into vinyls record collecting. Yeah. But um, the yeah, everything about the game like. I don't know. It struck such a chord with me that still to this day, like over you know fifteen years later, I'm still playing these dang games. Oh, another. Oh, uh, we're no, 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 finish if you want to. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, and then a quick aside too. Like I said, they're 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 they constantly evolved because then also introducing in six is they gave each character kind of their own superpower to like before the first five they're all exactly they're all exactly the same it's just your preference you know feel obviously yeah and so uh and but and then although in like i want to say maybe in five they introduced tarma having like he has a backpack and like if you did a certain uh, button combination like his melee attack was like he dropped down and like a big like fist on a on like a retractable thing like a retractable fist comes out and is that's your attack, but I don't think it was like mechanically any any more powerful than the standard melee. But in six, they gave everyone kind of their own superpower. So the Kari warriors, Ralph and Clark, they um, gained like a super melee attack. You know their whole thing with it, they had these super great melee attacks, um, and then. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm struggling to remember, but like one of them, someone's was like they had, uh, I think like you double the grenade capacity or something. Someone could like throw grenades like up and down and left and right or like diagonal, so you had a little bit more control. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I can't, I'm struggling to remember, but maybe they'll go. Maybe you just haven't it. gotten to these games yet in yeah. your in your current playthrough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so. Um, and then they also introduced uh, weapon slots, so you can hang on to power ups and change, you know, change them out. And then you know, once you hit the certain amount of uses, it goes away. Um, so that's nice because, like in the previous ones, it's you know they drop constantly drop weapon upgrades. It's like, oh, I just gained like 500 ammo and heavy machine guns, and then oh, I picked up a rocket launcher. So there they ah, go. Ah, gosh darn! It's like, dang it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, and then uh, they are coming. They did announce last year that they're coming out with Metal Slug Tactics. Um, eventually yeah soon tm so yeah it was supposed to be out already pretty much but who knows this uh, is a completely different style game yeah this is yeah this is more of a it's like a it's a turn-based strategy it's like a turn-based strategy game not like it, it, it's a it's a tactics game yeah, like it, fire emblem or yeah uh like ogre tactics or any of those yeah Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, and, and the style's the same, although it's obviously, you know, now it's... In three, isometric, three yeah, quarters. Yeah, now it's isometric. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how they bring 
the universe to yeah, invest out. How they in adapt gameplay. the the gameplay of this running gun shooter to a tactical uh, isometric grid. Yeah. Um. So you've clearly been playing this for a long time and stuff. And like, aside from the fact that there's it is a solid and fun game series, like, what keeps bringing you back to it? Uh, that, I mean, it really, it's kind of self-explanatory. It's just, it's just fun. It's just dumb fun. And it's, I, I resonate when people like with games, when clearly the developer has putting a lot of effort in and it like it shows through in the game and like every every time I delve into it further be like research like either you know reading this book or like they do a wiki dive all, all the all the composers on the on the album like wrote you know wrote like oh why you know they they're clearly passionate about it too uh so I think that's why is because the Every, there's so much effort put in these games. Like that, like I said, all the animations are hand drawn, all the sprites, all the backgrounds, everything. The gameplay is simple to pick up, but like you know, like I said, the first three were they're hard, but you can master them. And so that oh, I think I can do better this time. Aspect really right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, See how far I can get on one quarter this time. Yeah, uh, that that pretty much brings me. And like three is an interesting case too, because three the last mission is like as long as an actual, you know, the previous games, you know? <laughs> so, and like the previous five missions before it. So it's like, you, you got so much, you know, and I, you know, also, you know, I always try and beat my high score. Cause obviously you know, there's things like, you know, Oh, the, the front helicopter, you know, there's like six helicopters in a row. The front runs glowing red. What happens? Like, Oh, more, more points. Oh, okay. So, you know, it scratches that it, uh, you know, scratches that itch. Like, big number, go big. Yeah, itch. Yeah. So that's pretty much what brings it back. Ever, you know, I. Yeah, that's that pretty much sums <laughs> it up. <laughs> um, I let you talk for a while on this one, and like you answered all my questions preemptively. Good job. Um, <laughs> uh, the oh, another interesting aspect about these games too, yeah. uh, is they were kind of like made as like arcade technology advanced too so they're kind of like that and then also like neo geo snk is like they had the neo geo system they did the neo geo pocket um and pretty much like at this point like they've released them on like pretty much all the consoles you can get them on pc um there's an interesting version of metal slug 3 that i need to track down i still haven't been able to so i sure don't you know one of these days i'll pull the trigger and pay the ridiculous amount of money that people want for it but like whatever uh where three has the three metal slug three has a game mode like a i forgot what they called it but a game mode where you play as the rebels okay and you like you play a completely different type of mission and it's like it's like almost survival kind of well yeah because you're a mook that can die in one or two hits yeah yeah it's it's kind of interesting and you have different classes though that's not saying much because the player characters also die in one or two hits yeah yeah um uh and then and then like i said x and xx are you know well, like I said, I, I need to do like a comparison and find seven and play seven versus XX because I've only played XX, but like two and X are you know very different, you know, they're the same game. Um, well, I think you said X was done later than two, yeah. And 
7 and XX were simultaneous. I think XX were, was after 7. But like how much after? Uh, I'll have to look that up because I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head. But I remember like seeing 7, I was bummed because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm bummed because I can't play it because I don't have a DS. And then they announced that for XX... Uh, for the PSP. And you're like, yeah. I'm not bummed no more because I have a PSP. Uh, so... Japan. Uh, so November twenty eighth was Metal Slug Seven, and then February of twenty ten was okay. So yeah, November twenty eighth, two thousand eight was okay. So seven. there was some time between the yeah, two. and then December or February of twenty ten was uh, well for for North America was uh, XX. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, uh, you can get on Steam and stuff and you know, whatever. And that was the next question I had is, like, how do other people get into this uh, into this shiny thing with you? And it sounds to me like just get it on Steam. Yeah, uh, like, uh, I mean, pretty much whatever console, whatever yeah. system you want There's to play. going to be a Metal Slug <laughs> on the console that you play. Yeah. Uh, there are – interesting because, like, if, it, if they did release um, Metal Slug Mission 1 and 2 – which they don't have anything to do with the main series, but just they had to adapt it for the Neo Geo Pocket. So if you have a Neo Geo Pocket, you can get <laughs> you can get one. I don't think those exist other than that. Um, and then there was like a Metal Slug Advance that they did for the Game Boy Advance, um, which I think is main canon, but like very, it's you know small blip. Um, for what canon there is, it is yeah it might be part of it. Yeah, I know I know specifically like uh, missions one and two aren't. Um, I don't remember where advanced they were, falls in that. They were but. fever dream side content. Yeah. Um, and then like, and kind of this same thing with Star Wars, like later editions that as they release them on different consoles, they kind of tweak things here and there. Mm-hmm. So you might, you might notice a little bit difference, but, um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, just pick it up in a console. If you go, if you go to arcade, see it and you're good and you too can experience this beloved video game series yeah if you're and understand what pat's talking about if you're cool losing 10 bucks you'll probably be addicted <laughs> you want it's like oh what's one more just what's one, one more, more? <laughs> just one more <laughs> uh yeah. but yeah you can get it home uh the fun thing about the uh anthology uh and i think they did it for all of them actually to be honest as you know you can actually play simulated like put credits in and you'll see how it, or you could just play free play. And actually, I, I didn't know that you could play simulated arcade mode where you actually have to put credits in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I know on the, on the ROMs, the ROMs are of the arcade version, so there's no free play. So you have to, you have to press the button to insert to, coin. Yeah. You have to insert the coin in quotes. Um, and if you, that's why I do it. I, that's why whenever I do, I load it up at beforehand because I sometimes I forget and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, you'll get, you have to, oh no, I have ten seconds to put in more coins. Oh no, increase <laughs> <laughs> okay. the dollar bill, put it in the change machine. Come on. Um, so yeah, it's it's super easy to get into. Um, whether you get addicted to it or not, that's obviously up to you and your sensibilities, but. Yeah, well, it, there, it, there's just a lot to love about the game. You know, it's very easy to pick up and play, and uh, and like I said, you might just get addicted and be like, oh, I just one more playthrough. Oh no, I can do better this time. Yeah, uh, you can. You two can fall victim <laughs> to the sieve. Just one more turn. Just one more <laughs> coin. Just one more level. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, do you have any more questions? Because I think I 
You really covered it off. Yeah, I can't. I, you were pretty thorough. I didn't, I didn't really need to add much to this one. <laughs> As you can see, I love gushing about these, these uh, yeah. game series, and I will forever play this game until until I die. Pretty much, I'll die on the arcade at the arcade cabinet. Uh, I it's, I imagine now, like your tombstone will have a little button, and when you press it, it just goes "Thank you." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I'll go into it more on the on the um, yeah because that's that's the noise like uh, one one component too is the POWs is uh, that's your primary way of getting upgrades is that uh, rescuing POWs. yeah it's like they'll kind of like be on the screen and you have to like either free them or they might just be walking around and you have to go up to them you don't have to press and then that's and then they go like you said they go thank you. And they'll drop a power up or more points or you know whatever. Um, but there is one POW that has a name. I forgot the name, but it's, they list it in the history book. The it, the what this POW has a specific name because he sticks around and he does the com- like of Dragon Ball like power like uh, uh, Hydoken. Yeah, like hi- yeah, he does a Hydoken basically. A key blast. Yeah, <laughs> and like he sticks around and, like until you die. It's really funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They introduce him, I think, in three, and he just kind of sticks around until you die. And they, he, they, he has a specific name. I forgot what, but uh, but he definitely has one. Yeah, you can uh, you can look it up. It's Trust really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so anyways, yeah. So about the POW is, is on. I, I think it. Yeah, on the OST uh, record for the first one is you know every because like yeah. I will go into more in the records, but obviously, like, there's that group, the inner part, like, when it's done and you you hear the clicking, and that's how you know you're done. They put grooves in it, so you, every, like, two seconds, you just hear, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> until you, <laughs> until so, you go and end it yourself. Yeah, and so yeah. That's, that's how you know. It's like, oh, that is so funny. I love this. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to get down in on the uh, vinyl collecting episode too because I have some fun stuff to talk about then. Yeah. Oh, well, well yeah, we'll go we'll get into it further. Joint episode. Yeah. Yeah, well, that you, past or future depending on uh, you know, the order release release uh, schedules. Yeah, yeah. but uh Yeah, uh, th- I think that pretty much covered right. it. Thank uh, you for bringing your shiny thing in. Absolutely. Uh thank you for listening and uh join us next time. Yeah, join us next time. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have anything you want to talk to us about, if you have concerns, comments, if you uh, have any corrections, uh, like you want to go, um, actually, uh, go ahead and contact us. We are at theshinypod at gmail.com. On, that's our email. Shiny Thanks Podcast on Facebook and at the underscore shiny underscore pod on Twitter or X. Feel about it. Thanks for listening.